All right, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. I was just going to let that go on for like a minute and a half to see just like if our listeners would just be like, please stop. (laughs) (laughs) But as we know, as we are sitting here, we are watching the NBA draft. Um, As of right now, five picks are off the board. Um, The first three. um, Anthony Edwards to the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards to the Timberwolves. James Wiseman to the Warriors. James Wiseman. Hornets select LaMelo Ball. Thank God. Thank God they didn't mess this pick up. Um, what about what about the other other two picks? Um, I they have. I'm trying to figure that out right now. I think his name was Patrick Williams. He was from FSU. He yeah. went to the Bulls. Um, and then who who, who just Cle- got picked? Who just Cleveland? Just yeah, I'm not. In, it was a small right, forward. Here we go. Anthony Edwards number one. James Wiseman number two. All right. Draft orders coming up. Lamelo Ball three. Thank God MJ beat his dad in a basketball contest. Make him shut the fuck up. Patrick Williams, four. Pride of West Charlotte. Shout out to the West Charlotte boy. Hey, listen, I always love Charlottes. Isaac Okoro, small four from Auburn. Uh, He went to Cleveland. Um, But so we're talking about, so we can kind of, how do we feel? How do we feel about, huh? Give me the transition list. Oh. That's my job. There we go. Thank you. I didn't know what was going on. So how do we feel about this being um, – I just write large. Um, how do we feel about this pick for the Charlotte Hornets? I think that it's the best pick that we could have got. Um, I wish that Wiseman would have kind of dr- fell to us. Um, but I think with um, Ant- Edwards being taken off the bo- board number one, um, I knew that Wiseman was probably the most logical pick for the Warriors. Um, and then – there's a big three, um, and I feel like there's a massive drop-off between three and four. Um, and I think LaMelo is the last one of that big three that was on the board. So I think that was a good pick. What do you all think? Uh, I think LaMelo was the best player. The Timberwolves didn't need him, and the Warriors got two guards. You think, you think he's the best player in the draft? Yeah. Um, I think it would be a toss-up between um, – I think it's hard to say which one's the best. Um, I know that Ball played what? Since he was what sixteen, yeah, he was, like overseas. He, yeah, I mean that's you're playing with like grown men at sixteen, yeah, and he's played like, over like a hundred like like pro games. games. Yeah, like televised and everything. They've been watching him, so I think he has the best film out of all of it. I do think that Edwards and 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 is it Wiseman, they both have upsides. Both of them are very competitive. They both were, you know, the best in their positions. I think Wiseman was like the first, like the highest rated draft. Uh, like he was, the, prospect. he was, the, yeah, he was so the number like, one recruit. But you know, Ball was out in like what Australia, I think, around that time. So I Australia, mean, it, Lithuania, yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, definitely, it's looking good for us. I mean, we have a solid core. We need to get rid of some more bloated contracts. But I'm just hoping that we don't have like a. I'm hoping that we understand what we've done wrong in the past. Yeah, and we're I, not. We need to build through the draft and hopefully and f- form a competitive team. You have a you have a very young core. Um, have a very good and young backcourt. Devontae Graham now, uh, Lamelo Ball. You have PJ Washington, Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. Um, you had, and Terry Rozier. On, honestly, you add one big man to that equation, um, and you have a pretty stacked young team. It's like a, um, kind of, it, I, it reminds me of kind of a Magic or a Phoenix Sun situation, as both of them have very competitive, up and coming young teams. Um, but I think that that what what were you gonna say, Avery? You I cut you off uh i was gonna say as long as they don't do like what they did with kimbo where like when kimbo was like killing it by himself and then just trade your young players away for vets who are going to be gone in two years 
yeah. for a year. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm very, I'm very scared. I mean, it's just comes with the with the territory of the team. But I mean, so I wanted to get you guys picked because I feel like this past week has been a week full of trades, and we're talking about the Suns. I don't and even so, know who got traded? Other than so like Chris, Paul. Chris Paul got traded to the Suns, which is um, wild because Kelly Oubre is. I would have kept Kelly Oubre. Yeah, Kelly Oubre, Marco Rubio got traded, a couple other minor players. Um, but do you think that Chris Paul is getting up at there in age? I would think that Chris Paul would go to like a Lakers or something like that that are contenders now. Um, do you think that this is a good fit for him with the Phoenix Suns? I mean, you saw what he did with the Thunder, which was a very young core as well. I mean, he kind of was the, the veteran leadership that they needed. So do you think that this is a win or a lose for the Phoenix Suns? I mean, we can't forget what they did in the bubble. I mean, what they went on, like what? Yeah. Eight, I mean, they then went on. Like, I've, I've eight, actually forgot about that. They went yeah. on like they like tore through it. They clawed their way back. So like, I mean, I, I mean, it's anyone's game now. Um, of we'll course, see. with um, who, who who just got hurt? He's uh, ACL tear for the K, K, uh, Clay Thompson. Clay we Thompson, don't know for for how, sure if he's how bad ACL his injury tear. Is but like, I mean, the Suns could make a run. I don't think that they're contenders, but they definitely could do an upset. They're, I mean, still, yeah. they're still in the West. Yeah, if yeah, the West is. Yeah, the the fact that they're still in the West and you got to go through the buzzsaw, which is the Lakers, the Clippers, um, the Golden Warriors State, might even be Portland. kind of Portland. If the um, Rockets stick together, the, yeah, honestly, if the Rockets stick together, but I think that the Suns are a good up and coming team. Um, and what we're not saying is that. Um, we might see Chris Paul as being – he might be the – I cannot pronounce Onyeke. <coughs> Onyeke Ongo – Onkongwo. Onkongwo. Congratulations to the Hawks pick. To the Hawks. For? Don't they got – Josh Collins or so, John Collins. No, no. Here, how about this? How about this? Here's a question I asked Jacob. He's, a, he's they got a, Clint Capella. Listen, let that man cry. That man's best time in his life. I don't, um, I don't know, but he's the guy who they had uh, going, to the, going to the Hornets. M- um, Michael Jordan. No, dude, that would be wild. But I think that since we're he played, talking, he played with Lamelo. Dang, good for him. Two um, balls, but I think three. Can I talk? Yeah. <laughs> so since we're talking about trades, this week was full with tra- full of trades. Um, we saw Chris Paul go to the Suns. Um, they sent out Kelly Oubre. Um, they sent out Mark uh, Marco Rubio. And I was gonna say, uh, what what's the Republican Rubio? Isn't it Marco, Marco Rubio? Rubio yes. It's Ricky Rubio that uh, wins. I, I mean, like, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna stop. It was like, man, every time I'm like, man, I was gonna make a joke. Like, I didn't know. I think Florida senator was gonna be traded, but good for him, dude. I, I don't know. I get Marco Rubio and Ricky Rubio mixed up a lot. It's a Rubio last name, dude. Yeah, but I think that I, I wanted to kind of hear your pick, um, your opinion on some other big trades. Um, you had Drew Holiday, which was sent from the Pelicans to the Bucks. Um, in return, they had Eric Bledsoe. Um, they also had George Hill. Three first-round picks and two uh, pick swaps. Do you think that that's good? Um, personally, I think that that's too much, um, just because Drew Hill is a, a Drew Holiday, not Drew Hill. Drew Holiday is a a lockdown defender. He is a former All Star. Um, he averaged about, I think it was like uh, nineteen six and five, um, which is amazing numbers. But he's not. I would think that that giving up that much picks um, and that much talent, yeah, I would think that that would be something that you would give up for like Russell Westbrook, a James Harden, not a Drew Holiday, which in my opinion isn't even a top five point guard. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. He's really good, but he's not worth all that 
I mean, it looks like the Bucks are in desperation. I mean, they they only got Giannis for what? How many more years? And well, after and, this year, he can walk. Yeah, he can walk. So or I think they're trying to be contender, extension. but. I don't know if he, that's the offense they need. The Bucks are a defensively solid team. I mean, I don't think you're going to get like he's still a playmaker. Yeah, but I don't know. I I didn't now. You know, I I think that may, maybe it might turn out better than what they do. They they get paid a lot more to figure out these decisions. But I expected to see. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting if CP3 had gone to Milwaukee. Um, that, that might, would have been a good pick. That, that would have been. been I think good. that would have been a good instead of the Suns, because at least if CP3 went to the Bucks, I'd say that like that's at least a contender in the East every year with Giannis. So I mean, I don't know. I'm not the best at these trade stuff. I'll acknowledge that. But just looking at that's a lot to give up. That's yeah. a that's a lot, and especially when you have like. Eric Bledsoe, which averaged about 15 points a game. You have George Hill, which is probably one of your better rotation players in the league. Um, I think the Pelicans, they're in a good spot. Um, they now have a good point guard that kind of complement uh, Lonzo Ball. Um, you have George Hill, which is going to be coming off the bench. You still have Zion. Still have Zion. Um, now you can use – you have three more first-round picks um, plus the picks that you can How trade swap. How many picks do they have? They have three. I don't know. I don't know how long it's. I don't think it's like three first round picks like this year or next year. But I think it's like for the next like three years, they're gonna have two. Their pick and then uh, the Bucks pick. And so, but kind of going off of that, we got to talk about Oklahoma City because Oklahoma City right now has like they have like eight straight first round picks. They have like over the next year, like. I think over the next like five years or six years, they have three first round picks in every single draft for the next three years, because of the because of the Russell and Westbrook trade, because too. of the uh, who's the guy who just got sent to the Chris Lakers, Paul, the Chris Paul trade from Houston, Chris Paul trade and the from Paul Houston, George but one. the Paul George one that's that one too. But I'm talking about the one uh, Dennis Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers, Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers. That's where um, Danny Green, Danny Green went, got traded from uh, the Lakers to the Thunder, and now he got traded from the Thunder to the 76ers. Um, and he, the the 76ers, to me, it's wild that they sent uh, Al Horford a first and a second round pick to for a Danny Green that Danny Green isn't even that good. Al Horford was a. Uh, he's a little old. He's a little bit older, and he's kind of on the back end of his career. But I would not give up a first and a second round pick for Danny Green, who is literally the worst, like the worst starter on that Lakers team. So the Thunder now have Stephen Adams and Horford. Yeah, and a really good young team. Yeah, and like eighteen and draft. Picks. However many draft picks they want, dude. It's it's literally. They, I we think need this man. I GM. think it's eight. I think it's eighteen draft right, picks over the next six years. If you're a Thunder fan in four years, you're a bandwagon, bro. Honestly, but dude, who are like that? Like we don't we don't even know who like they're gonna like. Usually they do that and they model it around one star. And yeah. yes, they got shy still and like Stephen Adams, but Stephen Adams, he's. Yeah. Probably about 30, 31. Their in like eighth grade right now. <laughs> Bro, honestly, I mean. If he survives COVID. Honestly. But I, I think it's, I think that it's like kind of going back to the Bucks thing. I think that uh, the Thunder are in a good spot. I think the Bucks are in a good spot. Um, 
I did see today that Bogdan Bogdanovich was going to was going to get traded to the Bucks, um, but he has actually opted out and says that he yeah. is going to become a free agent. Here, here we go. I got it. The Nuggets first in twenty twenty. The Nuggets first round. The Lakers first round owns the second round. Second, oh, I don't know what O W N second rounder is. In twenty twenty one, they have. Their own, oh, their own first round. I'm freaking stupid. The Heat's first round unprotected. The Rockets' first rounder pick swap with either their own or the Heat's pick. Top four protected. Own second rounder. 2022, own first rounder. Clippers' first rounder. Report, Sun first rounder protected 1 through 12 in 2022. 1 through 10 in 2023, 1 through 8. And 2024, unprotected. And in 2025, own second rounder. In 2023, the best first rounder between the Thunder and the Clippers. Heat's first round. They 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 got a, they, they got a lot like, of picks. I could keep going. They they got a Why? lot of picks. Why? Who who is who is I mean, orchestrating this? I mean, this? The I, thing I think is, is they can use those picks for getting all stars too. And yeah, I mean, we're, recreate we're, the supersonic team that never won. Dude. KD, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, yeah. and who else was on that team that was like legendary? It was what? I mean, they had Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. Um, Get Kendrick Perkins back yeah. to the OKC. But I think it's one of those things where the OKC general manager, if you're willing to kind of, if you have good young talent and you're willing to kind of take, kind of sell them off, um, but have that buy low, sell high, yeah, um, then, I mean, you can do that. Now, like if, Honestly, if the Hornets wanted to do that same thing with Devonte Ad- or Devonte Graham, uh, Lamelo Ball, um, literally PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, um, a lot of these other guys, then they could have this be in the same spot. Um, and it, but a lot of people kind of have this win now mentality. They want to pull the trigger. They want to win now. Um, and it's going to take some time. Um, and I think that the OK City. Oklahoma City Thunder in four, five, six years are going to be the front runners for uh, the championship. If when, they, if they when draft the, well, when the Lakers course. are off, often gone, when the the Warriors are often gone, when kind of everybody else is going to be often gone, Oklahoma City, because of their work now, is going to kind gonna of weird, reap that, the reward. It's kind of weird, like that 2010s era is going to be gone, bro. It is going to be kinda wild, like how our early 2000s era retired, like in the middle of this decade. I think, I think when I think when LeBron goes. Yeah. Or like when LeBron like retires, that's going to be the end of the era. This that's going to be yeah. Who's going to be the end. face of the NBA? Because there's not going to be no one left from any draft before like oh eight. Steph Steph Curry, KD. No, I think I think that it would probably be Kevin Durant. I think the next face of the franchise is going to be somebody young that they're going to cling on to. So it might be a Luca, it might be a Zion, Zion or Luka might be a Jason Tatum. Might Could be you imagine somebody if Luca like and Zion were on the same team? Oh, Pelicans yeah. make that trade. Um, trade your stars. Trade your three first round picks that you just got. <laughs> All right. So, anything else about basketball? I mean, how about this? Is the are the Rockets going to stay together? I want your two opinion on that. Um, well, I, honestly, what do you need to buy uh, to to be able to acquire Russell Westbrook or James Harden? Well, that's or the thing. are you the Rockets organization who they go? Let's not blow this up. Let's let's try to do this one more time. Hey, Obi Toppin just went. I like his name. Good oh, for him going God, to, the Knicks. to the Knicks. Yeah, I apologize. Right. Career suicide. Um, but I think that that that's the thing is that I don't know what the Russell Westbrook, James Harden sweet stakes look like. I now. hope they don't have to pay it's, for those hats. Because people are reporting that um, 
He's crying because he's going to the Knicks, not because he got drafted. Uh, <laughs> the um, I was gonna say, oh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden keep like denying all trade rumors. Well, but apparently time, James Harden turned, turned, turned a fifty million dollar contract was like get me to the net. But apparently he like he he said that that was like cap cap like yeah, he threw a cap. Down. But but that's the thing is that I don't know what it looks like for somebody to get a Russell Westbrook or a James Harden, which once again we talk. Holiday. That's the thing is that like Drew Holiday, I felt like they gave they gave him the kitchen sink for Drew Holiday and. If you're talking about James Harden, who's been won the MVP, he's been in the top three the past a three hall, years. A Hall of Famer. A, a, a certified Hall, hall of, of Famer. Famer. You really are going to have to give, like, your first first-round picks for, like, the next ten years to get him. And, and then, I don't like, see if anybody – And I don't even know if anybody will give up that much. I think the Nets getting Harden is stupid because they already got two isolation players. I think – Getting three. I mean – it like talent is going to shine through no matter what, but I do I do agree with you that like Kyrie and James Harden, it's, it's going to be tough to coexist, especially when both of them are kind of ball hawks who like want the ball to to run through their hands. They, I just don't see them all three working together. On the team. I think I think KD and James Harden would work together well, and I think KD and Kyrie Irving would work together well, but having them as kind of the three, the three-man right. band, this is, um, this is the it's going to be tough. Is like Kevin Durant came to Brooklyn to play with Kyrie. That's what he said. Yeah, not James Harden. Yeah, I mean, like, what could the Nets give up to even get? Them? I mean, they even not, have like the ability. They're not going to gonna give up Karis Levert or uh, their good shooter that won like the three-point contest. I forget his name. White guy. It's like Joe Kelly or something. I don't know. <laughs> Joe Kelly, the Dodgers pitcher. It's someone. Uh, hey, listen, the Florida Senator apparently got uh, traded earlier in this podcast. They, uh, Anything can happen. The Hornets are trading for Barry Bonds. I forget their big man's oh. name, but they have a decent. Oh, uh, uh, the Afro. Fro. Yeah, really J- good. I think it's Jared Allen. Allen. Yeah, Jared yeah, Allen. Yeah, like they got a good team. They don't need to do anything to acquire any other buddy else. See how they play with KD. Yeah, I, I think that I think that they're all in on kind of winning a championship. Now, with Drew Holiday going to the Bucks, um, does that who do you think would win a seven game series between the Nets with without Harden with KD like and Kyrie? Yeah, with their current the team Nets. versus the Bucks with Drew Holiday. Let's say Bogdan Bogdanovich does not go with the Bucks. Who's winning that seven game series? Bro, I have to go to the Nets. You're going with the Nets? I just don't see Milwaukee outscoring them. Because they got, like, Karis LeVert, too. I'm going – I'm going I, – I, I hate on the Bucks all the time, but I'm going with the Bucks just because of how good their defense is. We're talking about Giannis, which was arguably the, the uh, defensive player of the year. I, um, you have Drew Holiday, which is arguably probably one, the best defensive point guard. So, you have Giannis covering KD. You have uh, – bro. Drew Holiday covering uh, Kyrie. Like, yes, KD is still getting 30. KD is going to get 30 no matter who's covering him. But I think that Drew can – I think Drew can can, lock down Kyrie. Can the Bucs smuggle everyone but KD? That's the question I think I have to ask. Because if they can – I think the only – I think the only – The Nets could smuggle anyone but Giannis. Except for maybe Drew Holiday. Kyrie's defense is a little shaky. But, like – Jared Allen could guard Brook Lopez. I KD think it's 50, I think defender. I think it's a toss up. I think I think that it's 
Yeah, well, I, here, I think that Jared Allen here, can definitely lock down the big question. man. I mean, it's like a potential right. Eastern we have, Conference we have final. To, we have oh, to, for sure. We have to worry about this. Miami and the Celtics were no slouches. I'm going to be so, honest with you. If, if Boston doesn't have a chance against Brooklyn. And I think that if the Heat don't get an extra piece to kind of aid them, I love Jimmy Butler. I think that he's found his groove with Miami. I think that uh, Bam Adebayo is probably one of the best. I think he is the best up-and-coming big man in the league. Um, but if they don't get one more piece to put them over the hump, I don't think that they could beat a Bucks or a, a Nets team next year. Well, I think they're going to try to get Donovan Mitchell. If they get Donovan Mitchell, then that's going to change that's things. That's a rumor. That's like huge. That that's going to change things. But even he's a free agent. if you if you if you sign Donovan Mitchell, that's something different. But if you trade for Donovan Mitchell, I feel like the the precedent, the tradition of like how much you give up for a good player is now completely different now because of the Drew Holiday, which is kind of set reset everything into yeah, no an no inflated no one, price. Yeah, no one can afford I'm, Westbrook or. I'm, Pretty sure Donovan Mitchell like really wants out of Utah because of that Rudy Gobert thing, getting him sick. And and but here's the thing: he should have won if I'm, player of the year. He shut down the whole league. <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, I'm locked sure them all, da- yeah. locked down the whole league. <laughs> Listen, I've seen that joke once or twice. That man said, I sent him to the bubble. Yeah. Sent him to the bubble. That man said, I got this. Let me touch this mic, bro. That's <laughs> so wild. Like yeah, rubbing the mic. But I think it's one of those things where. If they do it, I, I keep saying it, and I feel like a dead horse. But if I'm Utah and I have my number one person, which is Donovan Mitchell, I'm going to ask, and I know that he's better than Drew Holiday. I'm going to ask more than what they asked for for Drew Holiday, and that's literally the most wild thing that you can think of. And so I, I think that the the trades are kind of going on. You had uh, uh, Trevor Ariza, which was sent from the Rockets plus the 18th pick um, to the to the uh, Pistons for a future first round pick. So I, I think that um, I think that the Rockets are gonna. I, I mean, the Rockets said themselves that they're okay with things kind of getting uncomfortable, kind of things there being a little bit of tension between James Harden and Russell Westbrook and the Rockets organization. Um, and so, if they're okay with that tension, then I mean, they don't have to sell them. Um, no, no, I mean, my only problem is, is you would have to give up something huge for either one of those players. Like you would have to. I don't know what te- – because if they're going to go to must-win-now teams, those teams would have to give up a ton to even get them, let alone blow up the existing team that almost got you there. Yeah. Like, you would have to try to rebuild around Harden very quickly. You know who could do it? Who? OKC. They got enough picks. Yeah, but back. do you but do you want James Harden – like, do you want James Harden, which is – You like, could – Here's you, the thing. You is could James sell Harden- off half your – if. OKC could give up what half of their eight or nine picks to the Rockets. Here's the thing, and then still have enough picks to build a young talent around them. I think that James Harden is a great player, and I think that he is one of probably the best, if not the best, scorer in the game right now. But you're giving up a lot for somebody who KD is probably one of the best natural scorers we have seen, not only in this generation but ever. 
But he can live without the ball being in his hands. He can. Ma- he is a playmaker. He can make James plays Harden happen the without the ball in his hands. James Harden, the f- the ball in the the game has to flow through his hands. Even when he's not going for forty points a night, he's still going to be putting up thirty five point or thirty five shots a night. Um, and I don't see a team taking a chance on that because Rockets were literally sold out on this idea of we're going to take as many three pointers as we can. Can, and we are going to make as much point. We're going to have as many points as we can. But I, I just don't see, like, if you're talking about the, the magic, like the magic is a great up and coming team, and they have the talent. But I don't know if they'll take the chance of like, kind of destroying their the chemistry, the yeah. the way of life that they have for James Harden, which we know what he's going to get of. 30, 30 shots a game, all of them going to be from either literally at the basket or it's going to be a three-pointer. So it, it's one of those and things where you really James don't When James Harden know. is not doing well, it's it, bad. Yeah, it is. He's going to keep shooting. And and you can't fault him for that. No, I mean, because when you, he gets hot, yeah, unstoppable. To, to me, James Harden is literally the a pinnacle boom, of like, boom or bust. like I am going to shoot whether I make it or not. It's it's a mental thing. <laughs> um, and so that's why you see. I the, got this. <laughs> every single one. I'm, I, I'm going to get it. <laughs> dude. That's going to be our like run. When that's we my have, catchphrase. I, whenever I, we get merch, whenever we get big, it's just going to say wild card. Period. Yeah. But I, I think that I think that the NBA is in a very precarious spot just because of not only the draft which is going up, but we also have free agency which is starting. Which I, I wanted to get your picks. Number one, the number one biggest free agent right now is Anthony Davis. Is he staying you know, in LA? He opted I, out to get more money from the Lakers. That it, was the whole plan. Do they have enough money to to if, sign him to a I mean, I to know. a super max? I just know. That's why he opted out. That was the plan from the get-go. Well, my question is, do you stick around for the – does LeBron have enough clout to bring Anthony Davis back one more time for – for A, for potentially LeBron's last dance? Yeah, it's LeBron James. Yeah, so – They just won a championship. What What would Anthony Davis gain from going somewhere else? Nothing. I mean, what team would, what team would he go to that he'd be a contender again? Charlotte. I'm just kidding. I'm weak. Uh, don't do that to me. Don't don't do that to me. Don't say that to me. Um, that's Houston. my only thing. I, I think that I think that right now I don't think there's a single team that he would go and leave. I think he is going to opt out and get, get on Portland. I I think that he could go to Portland and that would be wild. Um, but oh, I think that right now we are in a very bad free agent class of like I'm looking at it we got like Donovan Mitchell we got Fred Van Fleet Joe Harris Fred Van Fleet Danilo Gallinari uh, Davis Burton's uh, Montrez Harold um, Christian Wood Gordon Drogic Bogdan Bogdanovich love that man's name Uh, yeah there's like we're we're kind of in the Anthony Davis goes to the Knicks, that no. man, that man could own. No. He could make a billion dollars. I think. I think the thing that face of a franchise for New I York. I think Anthony Davis is more concerned about getting rings than he is about getting individual accolades. I think that he wants to get individual accolades, but I'm not entirely sure if he is. Um, f- I, I think that he's fully um, sold out on trying to get as many um, rings as he can. And I think the Warrior, uh, the Lakers, are going to be the best kind of uh, option for that. Yeah, but 
So, um, now I want to hear your take. Um, so kind of going from NBA, we're talking about NFL now. Um, your Steelers are nine and zero. You you pretty much manhandled the Bengals. Um, and so yeah. how does that? How does how do you feel? Um, uh, are, I'm happy. Could, do you? I mean, nine and zero. You're seven wins away. I don't want to jinx it, but could you possibly see a? I mean, you have a pretty the, easy schedule in comparison to most teams. Um, yeah, like I'm very happy with beating Cincinnati. It's a division win. It's 11, 11 straight against them. After they uh, tweeted a picture of TJ Hushmanzada rubbing his feet with a terrible towel, so they cursed themselves because that's a curse. Uh, no, I'm happy. Uh, I think they could go 16-0, and and everybody says, like, you don't want to go 16-0. and You want to know what it feels like to lose, so you never feel that again. We're talking like, about the Steelers? Yeah, well, yeah. And it's like, if you go undefeated and win a championship and go undefeated, you're, like, etched in history forever. Yeah. So it's like part of me wants them to go undefeated. Part of me wants them to lose. One loss is fine. No more than one. Bro, the only boy one to, of- I think the only other loss we'd have to – is like Buffalo and Baltimore, maybe. So right now maybe I'm looking Indianapolis. So week eleven, Jaguars, Ravens, football team, Bills, Bengals, Colts, Browns. Um, I could see y'all losing one or two of those. I think that I'm. I realistically think that y'all can go probably about fourteen and two. Well, my uh, thing is you pull your starters at the end of the year. Literally, like if we. If but they, if you have a chance to go sixteen and zero, you got it. Like you got it. Put everybody out there for it. If we, well, my question is, you, my, uh, let me, before I let Avery go, I ask you this: You're the best team. You have the chance to win the Super Bowl, and Big Ben says his arm hurts. So yeah, you can win sixteen and zero. That's great. But if you lose, settle. any mean, one of those players takes a hit, because the problem is, I always think it like this: When teams get close to going sixteen and zero, and you play against teams who do not care, they are not going to win. They will do anything humanly possible to knock you off that pedestal. And I'm always worried about injuries. Like, if I was really – because, yeah, you can go undefeated, but then if your players are hurt, you don't win the Super Bowl. But if it, but if everybody's healthy and you have the chance to go undefeated, I'm not going to yeah, intentionally – yeah. like, I'm not going to intentionally just say, you know what, I'm going to try to – I'm going to just try to life. chance – like, try to destroy this chance at history just because – for the hell of it. But – I think the Steelers have a good shot. I think that y'all probably will lose to the Ravens once. Um, I think that y'all might lose either. I think y'all will lose to either the Colts or the Bills. I'm not sure which one, um, and that will be kind of your two losses. Um, but I, I think say. that I think that y'all are in good spot. Um, I think that you've beat some pretty good teams. Of I thought that the I honestly thought the Bengals were going to beat you guys, um, and then and they did not. They, I told you that wasn't happening. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> if we were gonna lose anyone, we would have lost to Dallas. That yeah, because of the trap game wild. and playing after Baltimore. No, I feel you. But and y'all beating the Titans and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but I I think y'all are in a good spot. You know, people are putting the Chiefs ahead of Pittsburgh in power rankings right now, based Thank off you. like strength of schedule. But the Chiefs have played a combined record of like. I just saw it, but like, the, technically we have a stronger. Win, yeah, but I like still, I still don't think that like. Yeah, love, they, love they have Big a loss. Ben. They have I, a loss. I don't care. I I love Big Ben. I love your team, but they got two losses. The Chiefs. Yeah, they lost to the, uh, char- They lost to the Raiders and somebody else. I think it's oh, two losses. They only have one. I don't think they only, they only lost to the Raiders. 
I they're literally it. eight and one. I'm just saying. I think the undefeated team should stay in first. I don't think. No, so. I agree. I can understand putting the Chiefs above, but no, I I'm I'm with Avery. I mean, you 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 should have the benefit of the doubt until you lose. You want to know what's laughable? Is PFF has the rankings as Chiefs, Saints, Saints Baltimore, no more, and then the Steelers. No Even way. Even though Baltimore just lost to New England. No way. In the like. And and the Patriots beat them in convincing fashion. Are yeah. the Patriots for real? Do you? Uh, no, I think that it is. Was this a better win for the Patriots, or it showed the weaknesses of the Ravens? Both. I I. Think if you were to ha- pick one or the other, which one would you say that it was more of? I, I think you, what you said first. I think you have to say like it, it was, was impressive. Oh, for it was the, impressive for New England because they've been struggling the last few weeks, and they play like. A powerhouse in Baltimore. I think you have to give it to the loss of the Baltimores because Bill Belichick. I don't think the the Patriots played well. The ground game did, and I think that like the Patriots had the ability to, to play the game against Baltimore the way they sh- they wanted to. Because I hear people say force Lamar to throw, blah blah blah. Lamar didn't look bad at all in that game, but the Patriots just ran the ball effectively on them, and that kind of cuts their advantage out. You know, and 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 I think they say like you've been playing this, you've been running the same system like for three we didn't years. Watch the same game because Lamar missed some easy throws in crucial ev- moments. Ev- Listen, I'm gonna say this: How many points did they end up having in that game, Baltimore? Eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore like didn't play like terrible against still like a pretty good ranked defense. But I'm saying that like I watched the Patriots run over that team, but also they got a lot of injuries right now on that Baltimore team. They lost what, like three players during that game. They lost like their tight end, I think. Mark Andrews? No, uh, like Boyle. Jack Doyle or Jack Boyle, Jack Boyle or, something or something like that. No, no, but there was a few of their linemen, I thought, that got the front, their defensive linemen who got like out. One of them's out. One of them got injured. It was a few players, but like I still think Baltimore is still a, a, a strong team. You know, I think there's just those games that you play. Like, I'm just, did we expect the Chiefs to lose to the Raiders? No, but it happened. I'm just waiting for Baltimore to like see when they're going to like officially like stick with Lamar for long term. Because like, I mean, but you got to run with him until he t- like. There's a reason not to. Yeah. Because like right now, I mean, they're he's sticking r- to this run college like play style. Hey, like, it's worked. Yeah. They're not a bad team. It's worked until they have to win the games that matter. Until, but it's not until they win but the games just, that matter. It's until they, they have to come back from down. Yeah, but the thing is, they destroy bad teams, but then they play somewhat competent teams. It's always close. Yeah, but that's the that's that you, or they lose. You could say the same thing about like any team. Like let's, I'm, I'm gonna use your team for example. Steelers are always a contender, but you run into the Patriots, and I'll watch the Patriots eat the Steelers alive, and it's like, wh- what happened here? And it's like Baltimore. Baltimore will play like a team who's competent. And didn't they? What was the Steeler Baltimore game? What was the ending score to that? I think it was one possession, wasn't it? I thought it was less. It was, I mean, they won I, by four. Yeah, like twenty-five I mean, to twenty-one. Yeah, like that was still a super close game. I so think. I don't think Baltimore can be like effectively like they can't win in those. Big it, yeah, moments. it's it's not like they got beat like thirty-seven. Yeah. Like nothing. If, if like if the if the Colts went out, they, they I think they lost with the Colts, right? The Colts. Who? The Baltimore? Yeah, well, Baltimore destroyed the Colts. Baltimore destroyed the Colts. Who who did the Colts just beat? The Colts just beat uh, the Titans. That's right. I was thinking of the Titans. The Titans are frauds. Really? You think so? They lost to the Colts, us. Like the best defense I in think, the league. I think that the Colt I think the, the Titans are a second half and team. The Titans play Baltimore this week. I think that the Titans, um, like week twelve on 
will be good because you got to realize Derrick Henry is that guy for like later, like further know. down the line. I'm, because I mean, you talk about we we talk about this all the time. Derrick Henry, freaking six eight, eight hundred pounds, runs a four five, and if I'm it, You asked a question of if there are three of us in here, could we take Derrick Henry? I don't know if we could take Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry said, I need to get to the end of that hallway, I'm running through you, nothing is stopping that man. But I'll say this. It was 28 to 24 against Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, still close. I'm going to say this, though. Shout out to – I had one guy in my fantasy football league. It was Cordell Patterson versus Dalvin Cook, and they both needed each other to score a lot of points and. Cordell Patterson won with a 104-yard return, and that's how he lost. So, RIP, uh, rest in peace in the other league. But I'll have to say this. With teams, yeah, you have flukes. Because look at the Patriots. Patriots blew the mess out of Baltimore, but nearly lost to the Jets. Like, well, it's like us almost like that's like that's Dallas, like, right? Yeah, like you nearly lost to like the one of the crappiest teams in the league. So I think that like any team is allowed. Like I mean, yeah, you can go undefeated. That's great. Maybe but we're just overreacting. It's like still the NFL and any team can win. Yeah, I mean that's my big takeaway. I, is like I, I think I do not care how great your team is. It takes one game to lose it yeah. in the NFL. I think the Patriots are still not yeah. for real, even though they beat the Ravens. I I think they're still not. I'll eat a my good words team. until Lamar can throw. No, I'm w- I'm with you. I I think that Lamar has taken a big step back this season, and especially when you go from an MVP caliber, I think it was a unanimous MVP caliber season, um, to what he's what we're seeing today. Of like, yes, he's still effective. Yes, he's still probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but he is definitely not. He's definitely not in the same. He's taken a big step back in terms of progress and, hear and growth. Stat? Dak Prescott still has more throwing yards than Lamar Jackson. Does. Yes, but I think that's but a scheme l- thing because I'm not going to fault, for example, Cam Newton, phenomenal. But if Cam Newton had 100, 100, 100 throwing yards when he's on the Panthers and then 100 rushing yards, I'm not going to say he can't throw. I think the issue is the Baltimore team is not designed to take those deep shots. I mean – I picked up Malcolm um, Hollywood Brown for that reason. I think that they take some deep shots. I'm sorry, but it's whatever. I don't think he's done anything this yeah. whole season. So like, but my thing is, it's like that's just not how they've been playing. So like, do you play to your strengths or do you go, hey, I'm just gonna air it out one game, yeah, and mean, that's not what we're best at? Because playing their strengths because he can't throw. <laughs> I think that I he's not a, a I don't think he's a bad. I don't, I don't think that a he's a bad quarterback. Are you going to tell me right now you'd leave, you're going to tell me if you were going to rebuild a team, tell me your top 5 quarterbacks, you have to have Lamar in there to uh, rebuild a team yeah, right like, now. You're talking about like Russell Wilson, you're talking yeah. about maybe Patrick Mahomes, you're talking about Herbert. I would take Herbert. Justin Herbert, maybe Tua. Joe Burrow. And then I'm, I'm, I would take Joe Burrow. I take I would take like a few quarterbacks over. Long I would Jackson. take Lamar over I would over, Tua. over 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 most of these guys. Yes, Justin Herbert can throw, but guess what? Justin Herbert hasn't led his team to these victories. Tua looks okay, but at the same time, like the Baltimore is still sniffing at the heels of the Steelers. Now, yeah, so I think the Steelers are great for sure. But I mean, like if you lock, I know you're biased. If you lock Big Ben down and you force Bullshit. him to run, I mean, James, how good has James Conner been this year? He was good until the last two weeks. We haven't been running very well. Yeah, but that's so like, not that's not Connor's fault. It's been the running, the blocking. Well, they I mean, haven't that's, been. That's they my that's, been blocking that's well. my issue. But we have to talk about a bigger fish in the room here, and it's this. Congrats to all these people still getting picked. Is Drew Brees done? No, 
If it's not major. If it's not major, I mean, yeah, it's a I mean, collapsed lung, and yeah, like, yeah. Oh shoot! It, really? It was a. He like yeah. broke. Mul- he like fractured or broke multiple ribs, and then on the his right lung was collapsed or something like that. But if How it, if he, he can, I, I don't know. I don't think they gave us a timetable. It's he but technically if you can, they're thinking about putting him up for three weeks. I think like I think thing. that if you can get him back by playoffs, you'll be fine. Um, I think Jameis is a good enough. I think he's a good enough quarterback. I mean, they're they're at a spot where they can they can lose a few games. I think they're like. Do you start Taysom Hill or Jameis? No, no. You start Jameis. Jameis Bro, the fact that Taysom Hill like the fact that Taysom Hill was like a number two on the depth charts for a while is freaking wild to me. Jameis Winston is a like should be a starting quarterback. Like and the reason why he's thirty. Like the reason why he's not is because of the stacked quarterback, like the stacked. the stacked quarterback league that we're in right now. Like we have so many quarterbacks that starting quarterbacks are having to take backup jobs. Like that's the league that we're in, and I don't think that it's Jameis Winston being a bad quarterback. I don't think he's the best by any means, but he's definitely. I, I think that literally Better than Taysom Hill. For sure, the guy who's thrown like 18 passes over like five years with the Saints. There's no way you can tell me that he is going to like he's he's that good. Um, and so, yes, he's a utility player, but I think that Tim Tebow is a utility player, and Tim Tebow is definitely not who I want to base my team around. So, it's I, I think that Saints will be fine. I think the Saints will be fine. Now, you you said that, that was the big big question in the room. That was not the big elephant in the room. The big elephant in the room is D Hop's catch over freaking three yeah. defenders against the Buffalo Bills. About, yeah, that's true. Bro, well, you know, could you imagine could you imagine trading him for David Johnson? I can't, and a but first it happened. And for a second I think you it was mean a second, a second. Pick, yeah. But dude, that's just so wild to me of like you got the best. I, I think right now I'm going D Hop is the best, best wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah, I'm not game. debating that. Didn't he just tweet out? No fear. Like, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> Kyler Murray, I know D Hop down there somewhere. Yeah. Like, I'm basically. Unfortunately, I have I have a friend who's a Bills fan. I think he was like unconsolable for like a few minutes after. Like, if my team lost that way, I'm sorry. I just want you to know it uh, says. For Jay Billis, best available, it says R.J. Hampton, College United States. Don't know what that means. Congratulations, <laughs> United States. I uh, I don't. Part of me was like, me and Jake were like, how do you get mad at a Hail Mary? It's just Bro, lucky. It, like something like that where, and I'm going to be honest with you, I think that that's the best Hail Mary I've ever seen. Because a lot of them, Aaron Rodgers victory. But here's the thing: the 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 Aaron Rodgers victory over the Lions. I felt like the 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 tight end. I can't remember his name right now. No, it Uh, wasn't. That's that's Jimmy Graham who who caught that one. But he had the other one. Were like definitely not Jimmy Graham. It it was no. It's your white guy. So no, you're talking about the one that was against the Cardinals. That I think his name was Janoris Jenkins, and they lost that game. The one I'm talking about was against the the Lions. No, okay, it was. Some something Janice caught that one against the Cardinals. Yes, he was a white boy. Yes, but the tight end who caught it for the Packers played for the Bears. Trey Burton. He plays for the Lions now. I don't know. It was Trey but, Burton. Okay, we'll go with Trey Burton. But I just know that when that when he went down for that, 
he had the ability because he was the first in line. He boxed and so him out. He pretty much boxed him out. The problem, the the reason why this one is so Dion was covered by Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, and Tre'Davious White. And not only that, but literally, he, like there was a guy in front of him, there was a guy behind him, and, and there was a guy side. beside him. And so, literally, the only way that he could catch that ball is to jump higher than all three of he, them. He lost them. And so, I I think that that's the best. Richard Rogers was the one you're talking about. Green Bay versus Detroit Lions. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think that that is the best. Really? I thought it yeah. was Trey Burton. Um, I think that that we're is all, the best hail mary I've ever seen, just on sheer athletic ability. Maybe not on like sheer like wow factor but in sheer like no he just craziness it's Boston. it's wild well i i did see something that said that I feel the reason like why the bill the reason why the bills lost is because you cannot give deandre hopkins the space at the time to run they had to get in his because they played they played deep they so the problems they pulled their safeties they pulled everyone back to protect Someone should have got in that man's face to slow you him can't, down as you much can't, as possible. And you're, you mean Kyler Murray. You said DeAndre Hopkins, by the way. Um, but I, I think you have to do that. I mean, literally, literally when there's eight no, like, seconds. If you, if you look, what I'm oh, saying, sorry. go ahead, Jacob. When there's eight seconds left and you're literally protecting against a touchdown, I would do the exact same thing. Put Literally put eight people on the, the, the line and say, one of y'all need to do this. Like one of y'all need to get this down. Um, and I, I felt like they did that. But the the one good thing that um, Cliff Kingsbury did is he put D Hop on one side, and then the other three, four guys running on the opposite side of the field. So even then, most of the guys are on the the I right think, side, whereas D Hop's on the left side. I think the main reason that ended up working out was because the play broke down and he was literally just running for his life and yeah. chucked it. Yeah. Because if it was a traditional sit back, I don't care. Yeet it. Miracle. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, it. if you Miracle. look at it schematically, like, those guys wouldn't have been out of position if Kyler wasn't running. Yeah. Now, the, the question that I ask to you is what is the best walk off? game winner, Hail Mary, no time left on the clock. What is the best kind of walk-off play in sports where there's no time left? It could be in baseball, ninth, bottom of the ninth, I whatever it is. I think a walk-off grand slam is like one of the best things ever. When, is there a specific play, though? Like When a, the Miami uh, Dolphins laddered the ball the to Miami push. The Miami Miracle is amazing. The Miami Miracle When they pushed the Patriots out of out of the first seed and they had to play in the in the wild card, that was wild card. Miami is literally the reason the Patriots got knocked out first round. Wasn't that two years ago though? It was last year. It was last year. That was not last year. Tennessee Titans. Yes. It y'all y'all like, lying to it me. It feels like forever because twenty twenty has been long. But yeah, it was last year. That's wild. Because they would have had the first seed, and then like Kansas City would have had to travel. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say mine just because of how. It was a playoff game, but digs yeah. sideline. We've done touchdown. This I mean, beast, beast mode. Um, Steph Steph Curry. Uh, that wasn't a walk off though. That was just like a regular, regular play. That was an amazing play, but that wasn't a walk off. I thought that that was like the ending of the game. No, I don't think so. Um, look. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of more. I mean, my walk off would be San Antonio Holmes touchdown in the Super Bowl. That was a good one. That, but there was time left on the clock, wasn't there? Like forty seconds. I, dude, 
one that doesn't get talked about enough, the bat down catch with the Jaguars. But with David the, Garrard. Yeah, David yeah, Garrard. I hate David Garrard. He got it! He got it! I remember David Garrard and Maurice Jones-Drew knocked the Steelers out of the playoffs the year before we went and played the Packers. Dang, that's I was tough. so mad. That's tough. The Jags. But if we're talking, if we're talking basketball, there's no bigger walk off than MJ's, uh, MJ's the shot. Dame Lillard's. I mean, I'm talking about MJ, but Dame Lillard's. Dame Lillard's had like three of them. What about both of them? The one against Houston. Bro, the one where he gives it the look straight into the the camera's that was, eye. That was the bro, one that was wild. The Thunder against Paul George. Him and Paul George got beef. Bro, honestly, I love the first one where he, like, catches it. There's, like, 0.6 seconds left. Comes around that Freaking, screen. Yeah, it comes was around it, the screen. Catches, shoots it. Bro, it was, walks. It, was it Duke Villanova? Or was it you? Oh, Duke Villanova. Yeah. Or, no, was North Carolina, Carolina was it yeah, Villanova. North Carolina Villanova. Freaking just. I, dude, I've almost Boom. seen – I want you guys to know, I've seen three game-winning shots that have not counted – me and him saw one where it was a Raptors game where DeMar DeRozan hit a full court hit shot. A, hit like a three quarters of a four court shot. As time expired, his coach called a timeout before. We were at that game. I would have and then, beat the crap and out And then my, my freshman year of college, I watched as Chris Stapps Porzingis literally caught and shoot a three, oh. but literally it was like on his fingertips when the buzzer went off. And then I, I was there last year. You were at year. the one at Zach Levine. I was at, at the God. one last year where Zach Levine hit a turnaround three to win the game. I would have hated that if I was there. Bro, that was – dude, that to me was wild. Because How quiet was literally it? as time went on, you're like, there's no – because, we, dude, we had been winning for, like, the entire game. Don't and so I'm like, the there's no out. way. There's no way. And so – Something happened where it's like we're up by five, and next thing you know, it they they get a, like a two free throws, and now we're down by three. And so we're like, oh, there's four seconds left. Things can't go wrong. And then they steal it, which by the, the way was pass. a person like was definitely a foul. Dude was holding on to this man's <laughs> arm and passes it to Zach Levine. Zach Levine just turn runs to the three point line, just turns, turns around, around and, shoots, and it. shoots it like a god. And it whoo and literally it was like slow motion, like one of those Gatorade commercials where you're everybody's just entranced by this ball <laughs> that is going a foot a foot an hour and you're like there's no way there's no way and you see Zach Levine hit it swish perfect shot you see him buff his chest you're like I hate no way there's no way there's no way and on the whole ride back I'm like that didn't happen that that can't be what happened I went to a Hornets game before COVID and they were playing the Spurs and Tim Duncan was coaching and the Hornets were down by one point against the Spurs Terry Rozier is in an ISO. Beats his guy off the dribble. Two seconds left. Double clutches a layup. Throws it over the goal. <laughs> we pay that you man. You said that was Terry Rozier? Yes. <laughs> Bro, that's the most Terry Rozier thing ever. And then he just like laid on the floor and everybody walked off. And Tim Duncan got his first head coaching win. And I was like, I hate being a Hornets fan. <laughs> Bro, that's they, that's You so want to know why? They blew a 16-point lead. Oh, bro, that was that it was, was good Vanessa's memories. first basketball game. Oh man, and she's like, oh, so this sucks. 
I was like, yeah, this is bad. Dude, I <laughs> I saw a walk-off one. I saw a walk-off my first Major League Baseball game. It was the Cubs versus the Dodgers. Um, I think it was in 2015. It was my graduation gift. And you know what the final score was off a walk-off single? 1-0. One, 1-0 zero. One zero in the 12th inning. <laughs> bro, for so the, you, so you for the watched, entire game, so I was like. two people play catch for 12 innings in one Bro, game. it was wild. Dude, I promise to you. Dodgers won. No, the Cubs won because oh. um, it was at Wrigley. But, dude, I literally saw, I promise to God, it was a pop fly over third base. The Cubs dropped it. Yasiel Puig got to third off a pop fly to the third baseman. I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I want you to know that's my favorite meme of all time. What are we doing? The The – Soccer guy, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Just the sheer like audacity of everything. I think it's two troops and a lie now. Also, pick of the week, pick of the week, pick of the I week. I gotta say, two my, troops and a my lie. other painful loss. And the Raiders up. have me leading the pack again. So right now, so right now, I lost because I put I chose the Browns to beat the Texans by three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick Chubb. It was a minus three spread, and Nick, Nick Chubb, Chubb ran, out, ran out, of out of bounds. <laughs> At the one yard. Bro, Nick. <laughs> the wild thing is he was like, I can't do what Todd Gurley did. You, They had zero timeouts, and it would have been impossible for them to win. 14. No, they would have been up 10. They would have been up oh. 10. Because they won by three, and the oh. spread was three and a half. He's, oh. he's, playing, he's, playing, the, he's playing against the Browns because they somehow blow it. All right, Avery, you won. The Saints beat the Saints beat the four and a half, nine and a half point spread over the Panth or the Forty ers Yes, you won, Connor, because the Raiders had beat the minus five over Broncos. So now it's Connor who is four and six. We still suck ass at this game. I'm three and seven. Avery's three and seven. So now Connor has taken the lead once again. But we've got to figure out who's our pick of the week. God dang. So who can I grab? Who can you grab? You cannot grab the Colts, Arizona, Jacksonville, the Rams, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Falcons, the Titans, the Chiefs, and the Saints. I got Miami over the Broncos. So notable teams that you have not picked. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Avery, actually. Um, Who did you say? Miami over Denver. You have not picked that. Can Can you write that down real quick? So Miami over Denver. Okay. What's the spread on that? Three. Negative three. Yeah, three. So Miami's supposed to lose by three. No, Miami's supposed oh, to, win, to by win by three. Okay. What happens if it happens at three? I say we give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, if if it's minus three and they win by just three, I think that that's a Well, win. you were supposed to win by three, but the Browns, and you didn't get it. It was three and a half, though. Oh. That's, that's a No, that's different. a tie, which is a loss, because there's no ties in football. I think a tie should be a win, but uh, all right. Um, well, we can Connor, call it, we can call it a win. Connor, huh? who you cannot pick, you cannot pick the Dolphins, the Bills, the Steelers, the Cardinals, the Chiefs, the Titans, the Washington football team, the Chargers, the Bucks, and the Raiders. You have pretty much all NFC teams that you can still pick, other than the Bucks, the Washington football team, and the Cardinals. I'm gonna all the rest of NFC teams you can still. pick. I'm gonna choose the Minnesota Vikings negative uh, seven point five. All right, you. I think that. that the Vikings are absolutely going to beat the snot out of the Cowboys. I will say the Steelers can clinch the AFC North if they beat Jacksonville and 
beat Baltimore on Thanksgiving and Baltimore loses to Tennessee this weekend. That's wild. Yeah. That were Um Who do I want? Who You cannot pick. Let me the let Eagles, me let me Packers, tell you who the Titans, I 49. Okay, go ahead. I want can, can I choose the Rams? No. Fuck. Can I choose Can I choose the Packers? No. Can I choose Can I choose the Steelers? Yes. I choose the Steelers that are 10-point favorites over the Jaguars. I thought I chose the Steelers once. Let me give you the pen back. Hey, did you see how uh, ESPN... No, no, I can't go with... That's too much of a spread. I'm tired of winning the game but losing the spread. I can't do that. Um, Did you see ESPN didn't even have Chase Claypool in their top 10 rookie rankings? That's wild. I watched a video on him, actually, today. Um, I am going, sorry, I am going with, I think, I'm the, the Seahawks started out five and five and oh, they're one and three, um, the past four games, the Cardinals coming off D hops, Hail Mary. I got to go. That was my other pick. I'm I'm going with the Cardinals, which are plus three, plus three underdogs over the Seahawks. I, I think that I'm, I think I'm in good graces again. All right, boys, if he has a meltdown next week, it's because Russell Wilson pops off. Well, the the defense – I watched a video about why the Seattle Seahawks defense is so crappy. It's because they're not they're not adjusting. They're not playing their men right. It's it's awful. Jamal Adams can only blitz. You know what? Can cover. I change? Not to that one. Why not? Because we have to have different ones. We have to have different ones. What if his is the opposite of yours? Were you gonna do the opposite? No, I, I, my, my pick was can choose the Cardinals over the Seahawks, but I'll save the Cardinals for later, I guess, because I don't want to hurt this man's feelings. So we're doing two truths and a lie. Yep, I just want y'all to know that I spent about, I spent the entire staff meeting doing this. Hey, preach, buddy. Doing work while I work. Yep. All right, so two truths and a lie. I even have an extra one in case we have a tie. We have a tie. Oh, he really did do research. This yeah. is the injury edition. All right. This is injury edition. Two truths and a lie. Okay. All right. First one. Terrell Owens played in Super Bowl 39 just seven weeks after breaking his leg. He went on in that game, even though they lost, they went on, he went on to have nine receptions for 122 yards. So, T.O. plays with a broken leg seven twice, weeks after injuring, twice breaking his leg. <laughs> Next, we have Jed Lowry in week 10 of the 1977 season finished a game against the Green Bay Packers after breaking five of his fingers during a tackle. What a delicious. <laughs> Dog, that sucks. The last one for this round, Walter Payton in a week 10 matchup of the 1977 season. Caught the flu and not only not only played in the game, but went on to set a single game record for over 275 yards on 40 carries. Okay, well, the second one's false because 
the first one's true and the third one's true. Okay, the second one's false, yes. So he gets that point. Okay. I just want you guys to know that I put week 10 of the 1977 uh, 1977 season twice, and the bad thing is I wrote the second one before I even knew about the third one. Nice. It sucks because that was going to be my pick. Yeah. Was... Well, I knew the T.O. and Walter Payton one. Okay. That, that's wild that T.O. literally Seven won weeks. Walter Payton, literally uh, I had the, the flu. The other flu game. You want to talk about the flu game, that is the literally definition of the flu game. Um, literally 275 yards off 40 carries, dude. All right. And T.O., a legend, seven weeks after breaking his legs, I got this team. I'm back. All right. So, we have Eli Manning. Eli Manning in Super Bowl 46 went on to win Super Bowl MVP just two weeks after suffering a collapsed lung after a big hit by Clay Matthews in the divisional round. So that is number one. Number two, we have Jack Youngblood in 1980 played in the NFC Championship game after breaking his leg in the lead up to the game and ended up playing every single defensive down that game. The last one for this round, Lawrence Taylor in week 13 of the 1988 season played through a a torn deltoid in his right shoulder and went on to record three sacks, two forced fumbles, and a pass deflection in that game. You got this one. Do you need me to repeat any of them? Uh, Probably, but hold on. Let me think. Repeat the first one for me. Eli Manning Manning. in Super Bowl 46 went to win – Eli Manning in Super Bowl 46 went on to win the Super Bowl MVP just two weeks after suffering a collapsed lung after a big hit by Clay Matthews in the divisional round of the 2012 uh, championship. Or 2012 thing. (laughs) NFC. Hold on. We got got another alert. Thunder trade Ricky Rubio um, and the 25th and the 28th pick to the Timberwolves for the 17th overall pick. So they're starting to use those those picks that they gain. And Ricky Rubio that they just got from the Suns, which we've talked about on this podcast. So now <laughs> Ricky Rubio has now become a Thunder for eight days and is now, <laughs> Gone. And is now a Timberwolf. Um, Didn't he start with them? I believe... I, I believe the Lawrence Taylor one. I think I remember something about that. The second one was about what? Jack Youngblood in 1980 played in the NFC Championship game after breaking his leg in the lead-up to the game and played every single snap or every defensive down. That sounds so outrageous that it has to be true. And I'm going to say that I think it's Eli Manning collapsed lung. I All right, I need I need some better ones because, yes, he, I, yeah, you, I you're realize. Yeah. Um, so actually fun fact, he did in the divisional or in the NFC championship that year, he did have a, what was it? Was it a foot injury? No, it was something where he ended up, it was, he had some kind of injury Yeah. because I saw it literally later on in the video and I'm like, that's literally the same year. And I'm like, damn it. Because I think, I think I remember the, I I was like, cause my problem is I was like, Lawrence Taylor is that much of a human machine that he could do it, and the breaking of the leg thing sounds so absolutely outrageous. It, it has so to be true. Old school. 
You the, have a concussion. I was really, you're bleeding from the I was eye like, socket. I was like, if, get out there. If the name Jack Youngblood, they're going to think that I just made that up on the spot. Nah, that just sounds like a hardcore 70s player. All right. So, I did. I did. I smoked some cigarettes and I, I ate nails. <laughs> All right. So, Philip Rivers in the 2008 season played in the in the AFC Championship against the New England Patriots after suffering a torn, torn ACL ACLs. six days prior. He had two torn ACLs. I didn't. I didn't. Oh. Now, number two of this <laughs> one. Both his legs didn't walk no more. <laughs> he was wearing both of them. Yeah, he was wearing two air casts and hobbling around. Okay, well, we know which one's a true one. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Dirk? Avery. Oh, sorry. All right. Avery's second. like, wild card, 50-50. <laughs> so, so the second one. Tony Romo in week two of the 2011 season, season completed a 10-point comeback to beat the San Francisco 49ers. After... Uh, Following a hit by Ahmad Brooks, which broke his rib, which huh? punctured his lung. What a savage. He went, on to, he went on in that game to have 345 yards and two touchdowns. Then the last one, Brett Favre in a 2005 wildcard game played through a broken left – I ran out of space – a broken left <laughs> arm uh, to lift the Packers to a 15-10 victory over the Atlanta Falcons. In this game – Brett Favre threw 357 yards and four touchdowns. I think the Tony Romo one's false. You are incorrect, sir. Oh, fuck. Oh, well. Well. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go Brett Favre. Oh, I don't think uh, he would ever do that. <laughs> the, Tony Romo, the Tony Romo one was true. Um, the, the Brett Favre one was false. I just made it uh, up. I was like uh, – now, I just want you to know that. I thought this. the Tony Romo was fake because he got hurt so much you could just throw anything in there. I'm like, <laughs> I'd believe it. Yeah. No, I feel you, dog. All right. Now, I'm going to give you one more just to For see. Potentially tie. And this is to potentially tie, but I'm not giving you another one because this took me like, each one of these took me like 30 minutes to come up with or not. That's all good. You got to watch the video of Phillip, though, playing with two, two broke legs. <laughs> it's the one. <laughs> Dude, he was popping off. Bro, he threw like. He was like 19 for like 45 with like two interceptions. Goated. Rough. <laughs> Goated. Now, I will tell you kids, this. Though. I, because <laughs> we're not playing for keeps, I want to tell you that this first one's true. And it's so outrageous that this is a lot. I can't wait to hear this. Ronnie Lott in an NFC championship game broke his pinky finger, but instead of letting it heal, cut the top of his finger off. Oh, yeah. I know this. What a savage. I mean, he ain't paying me he enough. He cut the top of his pinky off. Did he win, did he win the Super Bowl that year? No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ronnie Lott. Where is he getting a knife? <laughs> Where is he getting the apparently knife? Apparently, it's like hanging off, and he's like, trainers, cut it off. Cut it off. He probably just bit it off. Oh. Can you imagine if the dude just lifts his finger up? You're standing. Funny, he's going, I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Bro, this man is none insane. Of, none, none of these like 70s or 80s stories of injuries surprise me at all. This dude played with two broken legs, two broken arms, and recorded the best game of his life. Oh my gosh! What happened to him afterward? He Great. died. <laughs> he became a plumber, and a toilet fell on him, and he died. I'm weak. So Ed, so that now we got a 50-50 shot. 50-50. Right. Dude, Ronnie Lott, that story was just too hard. What a savage. 
Bro, Ed Reed in a week uh, week four game against the Indianapolis Colts recorded two interceptions and several, seven tackles after separating his shoulder earlier in the game. And then the last one, Terrell Davis in Super Bowl 32 played through a terrible migraine in which impaired his vision so much that he couldn't see but rushed for 157 <laughs> yards and went on to be the Super Bowl MVP. All right, All right. the Ed Reed one is a lie. I, yeah. I pray to God. I was about to say, I pray to God that third's a lie because if your team, if your team, blind man if your run. team is like, yo, He's like, hey, come get the trophy. He starts walking in the wrong direction. Yo, well, yo, can you so, see? No. So the full story is, so he didn't, he, apparently he has like chronic migraines. Bro, we're done with this. Um, so apparently he has chronic migraines and he took, like, he didn't take his medication before the Super Bowl. And, wow. Uh, yeah, you look it, you look enthused. Um, but <laughs> That uh, dude is huge. Yeah, he, he's a big boy. They throw him big in Serbia. He's from Greece. No, he's from Serbia. Says Serbia. Oh, he played in Greece. Alexid, some, some. But I got, I got to finish the story. So Terrell Davis, he forgets his medication on the first play of the game. He goes down and he gets hit so hard that he can't see. And so he has chronic migraines. And at halftime, how do you tell your coach? And (laughs) and your coach. And what is he doing? Who was that player that was on the wrong sideline that one time? He was like a football player. He was like standing. I don't know, but that's wild in itself. Of the guy who ran the wrong way for for the safety. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's the old. I can't remember his name. But go ahead. I'm listening. I think it's Leon Left. No, Leon Left had his own thing. So Ed Reed was a lie. Yes, okay. um, but he had such a terrible migraine that he couldn't see, and then they gave him like migraine medication at at like halftime. But it's still like he still didn't feel a hundred percent after halftime. But went on to have a hundred and fifty seven yards, three touchdowns, and went on to be named the Super Bowl MVP. Who did they beat that year? New England. It New England. Possibly. God, John Elway, right? Yeah, yeah, it was could New England. You, could you imagine? How you doing out there? Oh, I can't see Wait, very well. I said New England. They're both in the AFC. I'm stupid. They beat New England in the AFC Championship. So it's like, oh, so congratulations. Uh, I couldn't see very well. I didn't take my mind grade medicine. Um, I do know it is Super Bowl 32. I so just see that... shapes. <laughs> I just see shapes. I see a green dot running towards me. Me run away from that green dot. That's a giant I'm spider. So tired. I said the Patriots. It, it's okay. You could have you, you th- said that it was... Super Bowl 32, right? Yeah. The Packers. It was a green dot running towards him. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I got to run away from this green dot. Packers got to take that out forever. Boys, I think this has been a good podcast, actually. Yeah. We had a we had a really good laugh about this three, two, two, three truths and zero lies. Why aren't you playing out there? Dude. That dude ripped off his finger, dog. He ate it. He ate the finger in front of me. Dude, and it, you want me to play? He's dude, still bleeding. Dude. <laughs> that dude could have AIDS. Dude, imagine coming off the field and you're, you were just blocking him and your like, jersey is covered in blood and you're like where'd that blood come from that's not my blood or imagine you like pick grass out of your cleats and there's just a finger in it <laughs> that would be <laughs> it's like it's like whose luke, finger is this i, I hate to say it, but it's like he luke, uses his finger it's as like his mouthpiece. it's like luke keekley and jj watts got those bloody nose and they look like death and it's like hey yo, i'm supposed to block that guy what a savage i would no thank you that. what defensive player this is the last thing before we end it 
What defensive player do you think is for sure first ballot Ray, uh, Ray on Lewis. on uh, right now? What defensive player you think JJ Watt's first ballot? Yeah. You think Aaron Donald's first ballot? He has to play a few yeah. more. Maybe like another two years of him being absolutely dominant for sure. Richard Sherman first ballot? I think for his I I I wouldn't say. I think he's first ballot. Second. Second. I don't see him being first. I don't know. Cause, I don't know. It's tough to say with Richard Sherman because there's like usually with first ballot Hall of Famers, I have to think of like they have to have at least a few. They have to like at least impact the history of the NFL is usually what I think. Put a sorry receiver like that on me. That's, That's impacting crap, yeah, history. But I'm thinking the like, fact that we even picked him up after what – dude, I hated him so much when he said that, bro. I, I hated him so much because Michael Crabtree was literally one of my favorite really receivers at that time. And you know what sucks? He went to the – no offense to him on the on the Super Bowl. He didn't do like super great in the Super Bowl. Like he was so good, but I'll say this though: he, he couldn't keep up with them speedsters. I, I think he's Richard, never been a speed guy. I think Richard Sherman is a first ballot. I mean, it depends on who else is in like the contention. Cam running. Chancellor, first ballot. Nah, I'm, I'm going. He I'm going. Play, he didn't play long enough. I think he's first ballot. I think that's. A I think. With, I think Earl Thomas first ballot. Yes. Over Cam, yeah. Okay. Any what? What Bobby Wagner first ballot? I think if Bobby Wagner gets first ballot, Luke Keekley's got to get first ballot. Yeah, because the only problem is it's like I him do. And Luke are like twins. I think yeah. like because like I think uh, one of the I things, think Luke's a little bit like not not in a bad way, but I think Luke's a little bit smarter like yeah. IQ wise oh, than I, Bobby. I have to say the reason why I think Luke Keekley is a first ballot is because if you ask any analyst like who was the smartest player yeah. to ever play, like Luke Keekley said that he didn't buy cable for like the first like three years of his contract because he just watched film, like. When he retired, the NFL was like, we have lost one of the greatest players. I forgot I forgot the Brooklyn Nets head coach is Steve Nash. That's wild. Oh, boy. Wait. All right, last thing before I let you go. And I, I, we're doing an icebreaker of the week. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, and I asked you this, guy. I've already asked you this already, but I want to hear your answer. You have to come up with a fast food dream team. You have an entree, a side, a drink, and a dessert from anywhere. It could be a combination of uh, a Whopper from Burger King, a the, the chicken nuggets from Cookout, whatever you want. What is your fast food? I'll start us out because I think I got a strong lineup. I got Double Whopper. I got the double whopper, the entree, cheese only. You know how it be. Respect, then, respect, keeping it 100. I'm going, you know, this is a new addition to the list, and I, I've never thought about it until right now. I'm going mac and cheese from KFC. Okay, okay. As my side. Okay, okay. I'm going a, just a regular fruit punch from, you, you can get it at, you can get it at cookout, you can get it at, uh, uh, Got that mad respect Chick for high C. Let's go. Let's go. High C only. Not this Minute Maid shit. Um, and then <laughs> if, if you drink Minute Maid, get out of my house. <laughs> and then finally, the and, but most importantly, if you, if you get me, if you just showed up one day, hint, hint, wink, wink, and you had a Frosty in your hand for me. A chocolate frosty. I can respect. I would that. literally love you forever. Oh, so we can do a I'm, drink and a dessert. Yeah, so oh, you sweet. get a drink and a dessert. Okay. So I'm going a large chocolate frosty. Don't give me that small little itty bitty little cup shit. We only get mediums Bang! and large. I want only. that extra large. <laughs> get me a 32 ounce cup and give them five dollars. I and want say, a big gold. I see Seven <laughs> Eleven. All right, Avery. 
Uh, Fill her up, SpongeBob. Oh, I'm gonna sound really white, but I like the spicy chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A. Okay. Uh, hey, no, this is your list, uh, dog. No Are we pi- talking about deluxe or the just the original with pickles? I go original because okay. I don't like keeping ve- it. 100- I like I like vegetables, but I don't like vegetables on my sandwiches. I'm okay. Winner. Okay. I, so I literally just get it plain with no pickle, but I put Chick Fil A sauce on it. Real quickly, before before we move on, chi- spicy Chick Fil A. Do y'all know what a witch doctor is? Like voodoo, like, like the no, it, it, no, it's like a drink. It, I don't it's drink. never heard of that. No, one. it's it's not a drink. Drink. No, it's like a where you apparently take all of the sodas and no, you put them into one, them but you put a thing of pickles in it too. No, I hate no. pickles. I can't do Bro, that. Bro, Kayla, could, if you're listening right now, that everybody on this podcast says psychopath. that this is disgusting. Disgusting. But um, all right, so, so go ahead. So chick, we got a spicy chicken sandwich from spicy Chick-fil-A. Chicken, no pickle with Chick-fil-A sauce on Okay, it. good. Uh, cool, cool, cool. My side, there's only four things, right? So a side, yep. Okay, my side, like, would be uh, side drink dessert mozzarella sticks from uh sonic okay good choice That's good choice card. and wild. we get we get the large large is only her we only do large here we boys. big boys don't, in this don't, house don't forget my marinara uh <laughs> <don't> absolutely <forget. laughs> uh I'm like we're just being we, the we're being the hype boys for the <laughs> we, uh, steve nash being the coach for the nets that cool marinara sauce <laughs> we're gonna go a large baja blast from taco bell okay we getting some some diversity in Bro, this we thing we over here doing this and, mountain dew and, and all i got to dessert left right yeah yes can i do from the same restaurant for sure yeah, uh, Jamocha Shake from Arby's. Okay, that wasn't the you same wasn't restaurant. The same restaurant. <laughs> Anything My bad. Jamocha Shake. All right, Jamocha right. Shake from what Arby's. What is a Jamocha Shake? It's like mocha and chocolate, and it's a shake, and it's mixed up. And I don't even like coffee, but it's like whipped cream at the Bump top. Bump it. It got chocolate. Ooh. I don't care. We gotta go to Arby's and let you get. Bro, one. it's literally like up the street, and I've ne- I've lived here for three years, and I've never been to that Arby's. Boys, we're doing a road trip right after this to some Arby's to get a mocha, whatever. Let's do that. All right, bro. I'm down actually. So, um, me, I'll be up at three o'clock in the morning, shitting my brains out. <laughs> Fucking ah. <laughs> For me, where, where, hold on. Before I, I gotta finish the joke, it's such a powerful poop that it lifts the legs off the ground. <laughs> yeah, we we going for a ride there, Chief. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know right. what. I gotta do double quarter pounder from McDonald's. Classic. Interesting. It's gotta be classic. See the problem with me, and I and I'm not discounting your pick, but to me. Double quarter pounders or quarter pounders in general are the most inconsistent. Sometimes I think they're the best thing ever. And then sometimes I think that they take the thing of pepper and pour it on my sandwich. I agree. I'm going with this is a time where you haven't eaten all day and you're like, bump it. I want something Mm. just terrible for me. Mm. And you go, give me the biggest burger you got. Yep. Yep. For my sides. Now. You only get one side. I understand. I, I I I don't want you to have fake assumptions. We are, we are a structured podcast here. I have to go with the quesadilla from Cookout. Okay. Now on, don't you get two quesadillas? I or usually get it- two quesadillas for the tray, but I'll agree to take one. But because it is just one of those things where like you can dunk in like honey mustard, Polynesian, any sauce you want. That stuff usually goes off. I will go the chicken because. I like the chorizo or whatever it's called. That's okay. I like the beef better, but chicken's my better one. For my drink. Now, you can't just beat a classic Coke when I'm having some fast food. 
a coke from anywhere. Well, we're not talking about drugs on this podcast. We're not Oregon there, chief. No, I'm just kidding. Legalize. <laughs> Legalize. Uh, I would probably have to say, you know what? Cheer wine. I take back the coke. Okay, Whatever. so we're going cheer wine. Cheer the, wine. the local special? It's got like to be a cheer hear. wine. Okay. For my dessert, I'm going Sonic. I'm going... What What at Sonic? I got to go with the Blast. I like the... If I had to go like generic chocolate Reese's Blast... For sure, like just oh. that 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 is the type of ice cream that I can eat on all day, and I will be, I my I will feel like crap. I will go to sleep that day probably thinking about death, but if I eat all that, I'm gonna sleep well, bro. I feel you. The dog. next morning, I won't be, <laughs> but those are those are just the sacrifices we make. I feel you. Well, all right, ladies and gents, I think that you have got to. to you have got a glimpse into our psyche. I think that we have grown as men, as podcasters. Um, and I think that this has been a very good and eventful podcast. How how long have we been? Hour 20. Hour 20? I bet all our Indian listeners probably have no idea the food we just talked no, about. No, definitely not. <laughs> you got to try cheer wine. It's the best. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we greatly appreciate you listening. Shout outs to our 10 listeners. Y'all have a good day. Congratulations hey. to the people drafted. If you ever hear this. We'd love to have you on the show. Oh, for sure. Hey, uh, the West Charlotte guy. Uh, uh, we probably blew it because FSU we don't guy. know his name. Yeah, I, FSU, small forward. Uh, Wesley Matthews. Uh, good, I don't know if that's your name. but Good, good, hey, luck, good luck, get, guy. Get, yeah, good for you. Hey, we'll see you next week. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Deuces.